Good morning, everyone. Glad you guys could make it to worship with us. Uh, welcome to the, the guests and visitors that we have this morning. It's good to see lots of new faces out there. Uh, we're going to get our service started with a song as we normally do. So if you'd like to rise and sing with us, the words will be up on the screen. We're going we're gonna to start with a classic here. This is I'll Fly Away. Some glad morning when this life is over, I'll fly away to a home on God's celestial shore. Of this life have gone, I'll fly away, like a bird from prison bars has flown. I'll fly away, I'll fly away, oh glory! I'll fly away when I die. Hallelujah, by and by. When we meet, I'll fly away. No more crocodile shackles on my feet. I'll fly away. Just a few more weary days and then I'll fly away To a land where joys will never end I'll fly away By and by, I'll fly away. Said I'll fly away, oh glory. I'll fly away when I die. Hallelujah. By and by, I'll fly away when I die. Hallelujah. By and by. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, it's good seeing everybody this morning. I praise the Lord for each one of you that are here this morning. If you made it to breakfast, there was all kinds of pancakes over there today. I I hope you got full belly, but that doesn't mean go to sleep on me, all right? 
So the prayer is to stay awake. No, I'm just kidding. It's good seeing everybody this morning. And, and guys, let's go to Lord in prayer. It's a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day to be in God's house. It's a beautiful day to sing songs unto him. It's always good to gather with the saints and just say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Father God, we do come before you this morning. Praise your name for who and what you are. And I ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus this morning, that you will just touch your people. May we be able to say today that we didn't just go to church. We had a great time worshiping our Lord, that the one who loves us the most came and sat amongst us, touched us, and moved within us. So, God, I lift this service up within to you today, and I just pray your will to be done. Pour out your spirit upon us, Lord, and those who are speaking today in different things and different events. And, God, I pray that if there's someone here today that does not know you, for whatever the reason may be, May they put their heart and their mind in you before it's too late. May your will be done. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It's good seeing everybody. Walk around a second, shake somebody's hand, give them a hug, and just tell them it's good to see them in God's house this morning. Come set your rule and reign in our hearts again. Increase in us, we pray. Unveil why we may come set our hearts ablaze with hope like wildfire in our very souls. Holy Spirit, come invade us now. We are your church. We need your power in us. We seek your kingdom first, we hunger and we thirst, refuse to waste our lives, for your joy and prize, to see the captive hearts release, the hurt, the sick, the poor at peace, we lay down our lives for heaven's call. We are your church, we pray revive this earth. Build your kingdom here, let the darkness fear. Show your mighty hand, heal our streets and land. Set your church on fire When this nation back Change the atmosphere Build your kingdom here We pray Unleash your kingdom's power Reaching the near and far no force of hell can stop your beauty changing hearts. You've made us for much more than this. Awake the kingdom, see in us. Fill us with the strength and love of Christ. We are your church. We are the hope. Build your kingdom here, let the darkness fear, show your 
streets and land set your church on fire win this nation back change the atmosphere build your kingdom here we pray amen Hallelujah. If you have your seat, or not have your seats, get back to your seats, I should say. We got just a few announcements this morning. Uh, quite a few of them are in your bulletin, but let me just grab a few that are important, or they're all important, but I'll grab some that are coming up quickly. One of which, though, I wanted to share with you this was supposed to start this week, the Life After Loss at the Ecumenical Center. Uh, it's been pushed out a little bit. It's got a new date that, that's starting now, October 1 to November 5. So I want to encourage you, if you are looking into that, get the new form out there. But it's starting just a little bit later than what it initially had been going after. That's the Life After Loss study at the Ecumenical Center. Um, Also, too, this coming Saturday... uh, Excuse me, no, that's not true. This coming... Yes, it is this coming Saturday. This coming Saturday is is the... we used to do the Hammerfest. It's where all the bicyclists came through. Now it's called the Wellman 100. It's a different event, but it's still uh, hundreds of bike bicyclists are going to be coming through. We as a church are one of the rest stops. They're going to be riding right by us. What does that entail and what does that mean? If you haven't been a part of it before, I want to encourage you, as many people as we can get to come that Saturday morning, I want to encourage you to do so. And it's an opportunity just to shake hands and and let the people know that, hey, God loves you, but we're here just to serve. And uh, oftentimes what we do is just hold their bicycles for them while they go to, to the restroom or grab a cookie or a glass of juice, something to, to take a quick rest stop. And the reason why we hold their bicycles for them, guys, is one, it shows that they're important to us. And that two, some of those bicycles cost more than our cars do. And if we can say, hey, instead of throwing your bike on the ground, we'll stand here and hold this for you. That makes an impression on them. And when they ask, and many of them will, wow, thank you so much. Why are you doing this? We just want to serve you like Christ serves us. And what an opportunity to reach in and maybe be that testimony that God's going to use to change their life. Amen? So I want to encourage you to come. Also, we need cookies and, and muffins made for that. So if you would like to, to make cookies and muffins, maybe you can't be here Saturday, but you can come and, and make some cookies and muffins and bring them up Friday. I want to encourage you to do that as well. Yes, sir? What time is that? That is uh, set. First riders will be coming through about 8. So if you can come at 7, uh, 7 to about 10. Because we're the first rest area, so these, got, these people fly through. So they'll be going past us, and we'll be done probably by 10 or 11, Ian said. Is Ian here? Ian's not here this morning, I don't think. So no later than 7.30, 7 preferably. Um, Friday night, we're meeting at four o'clock, 5 o'clock, some of us, to put up the the canopies and things of that nature too. So if you can come be a part of that. Sunday, the following Sunday, if you remember, Ian is also going to be doing his bicycle ride from the, from the Niagara Falls, from the uh, northern border to the southern border in honor of Christ sharing the gospel and using Sutherland Springs to do so. He's going to be riding his bicycle across that to help out with the, the expenses and such. We're going to have a barbecue fundraising dinner next Sunday. So bring your appetite and come and help support Ian, and we're going to be selling plates after Sunday school next, I mean, excuse me, after church next Sunday, 
as a fundraiser to help sponsor his going and sharing the gospel across America and what God can do with the hope that he's given us here in Sutherland Springs. He has made videos. He and Julio have made videos of different ministries, of different survivors, of different things. And he wants to pray every day and stop at every church or everywhere he stops is going to be at a church to speak and to share what God not only does for, has done for us, but we can do for them and share the gospel message across the country. So if you'd like to come and be a part of that. Yes, sir, Gunny? Sherry? Do we know yet? We don't know yet. Just bring all you have. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Depends on my barbecuing skills, brother. <laughs> Amen. So that's next Sunday after services. So those are two big things I wanted to point out there, guys. Also, we are still taking up the candy for the fall festival. It's girls against the boys in a friendly competition. Last week, guys, we had a chance. We are falling further and further behind, as you can see there. So I want to encourage you to keep bringing candy. Guys, step up. And, and when, when the ladies stick their hand out, say, no, it's my turn to go buy it. No, I'm just kidding. But you go and buy the candy, guys. And let's, let's continue to bring the candy in for our fall festival that's coming up. Also, next Sunday, along with the, the, uh, uh, the luncheon for Ian, the, the, the fundraiser luncheon for Ian, there's also going to be a Sunday school teachers meeting. And if you would like to be a, be a helper in Sunday school, if you'd like to be a part of Sunday school, you're not a teacher as of right now, but you'd like to be, you're interested in looking into that, please come to the meeting as well and get with Annie and let's let that be known. I think that's all that was pressing right now as far as announcements. A, lot, a big weekend coming up, guys, so I encourage you to, to be a part of everything there. Rod? Rod oh, there you are. Oh, and we got Sunday night church this evening, six o'clock. Absolutely. I like your boots. Thank you, sir. Father God, I just come before you right now and just ask in the name of Jesus that you'll just touch my brother. And as he brings the scripture to us this morning, may we hear your words through him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Can you hear me? All right, good morning. This morning I have uh, kind of a miss mixed message because there's a couple of things I want to point out. Primarily, I want to talk about blessings. But I also look around and something that plays on my mind a lot is the old church versus this church. I think of the old church not as that building over there, but as the people that used to attend it. And I've been, my wife and I were there like 15 years, so we've known a lot of the people there and we grew up with the people in our church family that uh, like Annabelle from a baby on up, and we think of them often. And I see some of the survivors here, the wounded, the ones that weren't there that day, and I think of the people that we lost. And I just have to go back to that and say we've advanced from that old building to this building. And I've referred to it as the old church. There always will be an old church body but we're also with new people. Most of you, I know a lot of you, I don't. Uh, I look forward to meeting y'all. But I look at this as the church now, not the new church. This is the church. And I like to go forward with that. And blessings I like to go through, if I can keep them in order. And I use that because I want to go to James 1, 2. And in James 1-2, it says, Consider 
and a great joy, my brothers, whenever you experience various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. But endurance must do its complete work so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. We've all gone through trials in our lives. We had a trial here at the church almost two years ago. But we've each, every one of us, have had trials in our lives, and we have to know that's part of life. And we have to expect it. This one was tremendous. It, it was a, a person that was deranged and was taken over by evil. Satan is alive and well, and he's out to get us. So don't expect to go through life without trials. Uh, I want to go to Psalms 29.11. Where am I here? It says, The Lord gives his people strength. The Lord blesses his people with peace. And through the strength of the Lord, we do have peace, knowing in him. And then I want to go to Romans 8.28. It says, We know all things work together for the good of those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. That tells me a blessing that we're called by him to do his will, and he will bless us for that. And I want to go to Matthew 5.4. I'm not going to go through all of them. There's 79 blessings in the Bible. I'm only going through a couple, three or four. <laughs> so just bear with me. On Matthew 5, 4, it says, Blessed are those who mourn, because they will be com- comforted. And we do that through God's strength, by knowing him and having the faith in God. And my last but not least, almost, is James 1, 17, 18. It says, every generous act and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights. With him there is no variation or shadow cast by turning. By his own choice, he gave us a new birth by the message of truth, so that we would be first fruits of his creation. And with that, I want to close with the blessings aspect of it. I'm going to go... Through one more, it says, and this is from the book, Don't Squat With Your Spurs On. You know, we, we go by that in Montana. But it says, never miss a good chance to shut up. And that's what I'll do right after our prayer. <laughs> if you join me now. Heavenly Father, we do come before you. Know they're there each and every day if we just look. We ask for guidance. We ask for protection. We ask you that you bless those that are in special needs through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. In, in Galatians chapter 3, it says this. The law then was our guardian until Christ. So that we... But since that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. But through faith, we are all sons of God in Christ Jesus. For those of you who are baptized into Christ have been clothed with Christ. There's no Jew or Greek, slave or free, male or female, since you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed, heirs according to the throne. Folks, when we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, He moves within us and that Holy Spirit picks up residence, and we become a joint heir to the throne of God. Amen? Amen.
that's what saves us. That, that baptism of the Holy Spirit that comes and implies itself within our heart and within our mind. The outward expression of when we as adults choose to come before others and say, I have chosen Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and outward obedience and obedience and an outward expression, that's what baptism is. It is a signifying to the world that I have made a choice to die in my old ways and be reborn anew. This water, again, does not save anybody. It's just Southern Springs water. <coughs> but what has already taken place in the hearts of those who are baptized, this water signifies an incredible decision to take and accept the gift that God has given. Now, I pray if you have not done that, that you will think about that and pray about that and ask the Lord, I do, I do truly want you to move into my life and into my heart this day. Because if you will make that decision true and then have to be baptized in front of others, I, I guarantee you that the, the angels in heaven rejoice as God rejoices that the child has come home. Amen? Amen. 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 Well, this morning, that's what we're here to celebrate. Okay. So Cassandra, Cassandra's how you say it, right? Yes. Cassandra's coming. As you know, she walked the aisle last week and she said she is ready and she wants to let the whole world know that she has accepted Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. And she is doing that before us today in, in baptism. But I am going to ask, Cassandra, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Fully. Fully. Amen. So I baptize you, my sister, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Down with the old and up with the new. Let me get David. David, will you lift her up in prayer, brother? Give us just a moment to reset the stage here. Somebody told these guys that we were going to rock and roll and they got a little... A little crazy up here on the stage. Already wanting to break stuff. Anyway, what a what a wonderful thing to be a part of, um, to experience the the baptism and, and welcoming of a new sister into our family. So, uh, let's sing now in celebration of that. Uh, we're going to start off with the song called "Your Grace Is Enough." So, if you guys would like to sing, uh, sing out this morning. Let, let's have some fun.
Great is your faithfulness, O God. You wrestle with the sinner's heart. You lead us by still waters and to mercy. And nothing can keep us apart. So remember your people, remember your children, remember your promise, oh God. Your grace is enough, your grace is enough, your grace is enough for me. Great is your love and justice, God. You use the weak to lead the strong. You lead us in the song of your salvation. And all your people sing along. So remember your people, remember your children, remember your promise of God. Your grace is enough, your grace is enough, your grace is enough for me. Your grace is enough, your grace is enough, your grace is enough for me. So remember your people, remember your children, remember your promise of God. Your grace is enough, your grace is enough, your grace is enough for me. God, your grace is enough, heaven reaching down to us, your grace is enough for me. God, I see that your grace is enough, and I'm covered in your love. Your grace is enough for me, for me.
shelters thee under his wings, yea, so gently sustaineth. And hast thou not seen how all thy longings have been granted in what he ordained? Praise to the Lord who doth prosper thy works and defend thee. Surely his goodness and mercy here daily attend thee. And ponder anew what the Almighty can do. If with his love he befriend thee, praise to the Lord, O oh, let all that is in me adore him. And all that hath life and breath come now with praises before him. Let the Amen sound from His people again. Gladly for I we adore Him. Gladly for I we adore Him. Hallelujah. You can grab a seat this morning. We're in for a special service this morning. You can start throwing up those cheers. I'm going to be quiet a little bit today. Amen? Hey, hey, not so rambunctiously over there. (laughs) Seriously, um, if you didn't know, we've had uh, 30 plus ladies go to a retreat last weekend. And then again this weekend, the Beth Moore Retreat had quite a few ladies go as well, and they asked me if they could get up and share what all God has done and moving through them in these retreats and the spiritual messages they've been going through. So I'm going to invite the ladies to come up at this point. Let me pray with you. Okay. I was going to do that. Aye, aye, sir. awesome group we had. Um, I just wanted to, um, well, first we're going to pray and then we'll start talking. Uh, God, I just uh, pray that I thank you for this group of ladies that was able to attend these conferences. And God, I pray that um, they're able to speak and share their experiences and, um, and relay that in a way that only you would relay it, God. And I just, um, Pray blessings over what they will share today, and I just um, thank you for each one of them and the time we had in Jesus' name. You'll see on the screens a lot of our pictures, um, but I wanted to point out a couple of... Oh, sorry. 
Um, I wanted to point out, uh, I was looking at the praise team while ago and thinking, isn't it awesome that we have Justin, who is 19, I think, uh, 18, all the way to, all the way to Bill, that could be his grandfather, on the spectrum of the, of the stage up here, and we have the same, we have the same uh, thing that happened this weekend and the last two weekends for the retreat, we had, um, Samantha, where is Samantha? Samantha's not here today. Samantha is only 18. She went with us to both retreats. And we have this Maggie here on the other end of the spectrum that went to both retreats as well. Uh, on her walker, we had a couple of... Uh... But I'm just... I, I was just very um, astounded by the sacrifice that these ladies made in one of them, Miss Maggie, Miss Pam, with their disabilities, they they didn't give a second thought to walk in two blocks down to the conference center two or three times a day, and and that was that was just inspiring to me. So I'm going to give some of these ladies a chance to talk, and we talked about we're going to be brief because there are a lot of us. Uh, so who wants to go first? <laughs> oh wait, Elena was going to sing first. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Which way? Well, I can't see, so we're both in trouble. And I can't hear. Um, I went to uh, the Women of Joy, and uh, aside from one particular person keeping it really cold, which I didn't mind, but uh, I remember looking at the schedule and thinking, wow, there's an eight-hour break. What are we going to do for eight hours? Let me tell you, the, the retreat was itself wonderful it was it it spoke to me and I'm going to try not to tear up thinking about it but it's not just this the words that you hear the songs that you hear the reconnection with God I got as much out of the quote-unquote off time and getting to know you know hanging out with people I already know great and getting to know people that I hadn't really spent a lot of time with um it's it's very very rewarding, and let me tell you, it took me three days to recoup from it at least. But it was the most fun. There were some women there that had a it had a girls' weekend or ladies' weekend, and I kind of chuckled. And after the weekend, I realized, you know, that is the type of girls' weekend that we need. You know, it's not to be out doing other things. I mean, this was just we had we stayed up late. Uh, some of us, you know, ordered in for dinner the second night because wowie I was tired I was tired but it was all great fun um I think I learned so much more about other people but I learned a lot more about myself and it was out of my comfort zone but I'd been to one other retreat and um I just encourage everybody to go even if you look at it and say you know this isn't for me if you're not sure take your own vehicle you can leave nobody will nobody will mind at all but that particular retreat was the speakers the the worship, the music, the uh, late-night games, and lots of tortilla chips. And, you know, there's always, like, one class clown and then one person you've got to keep an eye on. Luckily, I'm that one person, but it took three other people to kind of keep me in line. So I made it back alive, and nobody got arrested, so I think we did pretty good. <laughs> but I encourage everybody to go. No, I don't. I, I said I wasn't going to call you out, but Miss Gail, excuse me. You're supposed to be up here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> who, who else did we miss? Who, who else did we miss? 
You better come up here before I call you out. Yeah. I'm looking at him. Hi, everybody. Uh, so it's been like, what, two years since, almost two years since our tragedy. And um, I've kind of gotten to this place in my new relationships, people who I've met since then, who I've met unrelated to the tragedy, you know, in whatever way you meet people. I've gotten to this place that I dread the moment in these relationships when it comes out that I'm that girl whose parents were killed, brother was killed, etc. I'm not going to sit here and name everything. Um, hi, Evelyn. <laughs> Uh, so, it, in my new relationships, when this moment happens, it's so uncomfortable. It's like the most socially awkward moment you can think of. Because I'm just, like, at the doctor's office or trying to get my vision checked. And then my doctor's crying. And I'm not crying. And it's like, <laughs> what are we supposed to do? It's weird and uncomfortable. And um, sometimes, you know, there... Some of them are people who we don't have a relationship. It just kind of somehow comes out in our conversation. Sometimes it's people who I, I have formed a relationship with, sort of, you know, how you do within two years. Um, my, my kid goes to their dance or are there in the same class, whatever. And it's just, it's so awkward and uncomfortable to stand there and have to tell someone what happened and they're looking at you like you have like six heads and it's just, it's really weird. But um, once that moment passes, it's always the same thing after that. They always ask me, how are you so okay? Or like, how are you smiling? How are you standing there? Like, how are you functioning? I don't understand. And it's always something like that. They want to know like, how are you okay? How are you smiling? It's like, it just like doesn't make sense to them. And, um, yeah, that's a kind of a weird question to answer. I feel like I could write a whole entire book trying to answer that question. Um, but it's also a really simple question to answer. Uh, and the answer is that God is faithful. So I just wanted to read this one verse out of the Bible. Well, it's a couple verses, but, um, it's the New Living Translation. Uh, Lamentations 3, 20 through 23. Uh, I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss, yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends. His mercies never cease. Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. And that was what the conference was for me. It was right here where it says, I still dare to hope when I remember this. And that was spending the weekend with the ladies and going and listening to the speakers, participating in the worship. It was that reminder. It reminded me, God is faithful and his mercies are new every day. Um, and I just wanted to say one other thing is that you can't remember something that you don't already know. Like, I'm not going to suddenly remember how to program in Python. You know, I don't know how. I'll, I won't remember how. I might learn how. But um, if you don't, if you hear me read that and you say, well, I'm glad she found peace with this belief of hers, but I don't really feel it, um, can I just encourage you to pray about it? Um, God says in the Bible several times, if you seek him, you will find him. And it's so simple to seek him. You can pray, 
read your Bible. There are so many ways, but you just seek him with an open heart. And he'll reveal himself to you one way or another. And once you've seen him, you cannot deny that faithfulness, that he is faithful. And his mercies are new every day. Um, So that, okay. Hello, I'm Elena, and so this, <laughs> hi, um, so a little bit about me is God made me as an anxiety-ridden, socially awkward human being. <laughs> Anybody else like that? Um, and he has been calling me, ironically, to be social and to get to know some ladies in the church so I can have a church home, and it's been very hard, and I've been very uncomfortable And it's been very hard to get out of that. And so I went to this retreat, and I didn't get to talk with every single one of these ladies personally, but I feel so happy that I went. And yes, it was uncomfortable at first. I was full of anxiety, having a heart attack on the way there. But it was the most fun I've ever had, and I feel so blessed to have such an awesome, loving group of ladies to spend time with and learn about Jesus with. So that's my... (laughs) Okay, some of you all know me. My name's Ray, and uh, last Friday, Saturday, and Sunday was awesome. This weekend was phenomenal. Um, My imagination goes sometimes. uh, We were all asked at the, the last weekend, that uh, the ones over 50, the 50 and over, would stand up. So we did. And the ones that were around us were supposed to put their hands on us, and, and 3,000-some-odd ladies uh, prayed. Well, I put my hand on my sister, Debbie Braden, and my arm on the three that were ha- had their hands on them. So, for some reason, I woke my, I woke up with my eyes, and I was looking around the whole congregation, and there was lightning going to every single one of us with it coming down. And when it was over with, I realized that was deep-rooted, and God had all of us together blessing us. So I needed to tell that and let everybody know that we were greatly blessed. Thank you. Call Gail out. You missed it. Uh-uh. Come on, Christy. You just have to stand. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you just next? have to who's stand. Michelle is one of our new friends. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is a great representation. Okay, this is a great representation of um, getting out of my comfort zone and how I wound up here today. So, Gail had invited me and 
then Gail wasn't able to go. And it all started with a lunch at Mocajete when I ran into her. <laughs> and there were tears and there were prayers and there were texts. And at the last minute, Gail couldn't go with me. And, um, and I thought, okay, I'm going to go. I felt a lot of confidence. And, and I thought, well, I really don't know anybody. And I've seen some of the ladies, but I really don't know anybody. And then, um, then I have Charlene here that I ran into. And I'm one of Haley's former teachers. So I knew Haley at the time, like Charlene knew Haley. <laughs> and, and it's just a wonderful thing. So I really didn't feel alone. I felt an instant um, peace being there, being there with the ladies, and just um, just sharing lots of stories and memories and just making new friends with the ladies. And, you know, I told her, I said, okay, I'm going to stick with you like gum. And she's like, okay, I don't know what's wrong with this lady, but okay. <laughs> so we did. <laughs> um, and so I come here today with what I feel is um, kind of the what the goal was when I went to the Beth Moore conference. That's where I was. So I'm just going to read what one of the goals was because I feel like uh, coming back, it's going to um, resonate with all of us in such different ways. So the goal was to desire every single person an, an awakening or reawakening to find their sense of divine calling. And I just feel like there were so many um, songs and moments, even during the off moments when we were driving, when we were at the restaurant. Um, and, and I see that and I feel it. So I just want to thank um, my friends and my new friends here for inviting me. And I just want to thank God for giving me that peace and confidence to go ahead and go through when I thought I was going to be... Um, kind of alone and lost, and, and I'm not, and I feel like no one is. You know, there's a, there's a reason that this happened. I was angry. I'll be honest. I was very angry that I didn't get to go. But then I saw this post, and it said, Haley's teacher and Haley's mother. So it was a reason why I didn't get to go. And so I'm blessed that you went ahead and went, and Thank you. that you went with Haley. Yes, I did. Thank you. Go get him, Jim. Do I have to? Yep. <laughs> she was in my room. Was I'm, I? so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> 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 yeah, that couch was bad, and I didn't even lay on it. Um, <laughs> I just want to say, that these women are so wonderful. They don't even think twice of helping each other. There was more than just Maggie and Pam that struggled to get across the street. And I thank God for them. And I think both weekends kind of tied together 
one was deeply rooted and the other one was finding your calling. And I think with deeply rooted, there's always a chance Your end just might be your beginning. And you can redefine everything. Amen. And for re, uh, finding your calling, there was a couple things that spoke to me. that I've kind of dealt with and I feel like I'm sure there are others that have dealt with this Um, one is you can trip over Jesus' feet and how he does things and how he chooses to do things and finding offense in that And the other is to find, or you can trip over a fiery furnace, which, such as what happened next door in your own suffering. But God is there for us, and He will see us through it. Hope heals. Amen. I'm going to borrow this real quick. I'm going to borrow this. Okay. So I'm just going to add a little something. It, she took copious notes, and I said, you know, I've got to copy those. And when she's up here speaking, I look down, and this one phrase hit me so hard. It says, in our deep wounding comes our healing. And, you know, anybody who doubts how God works, I could not remember that one sentence. And I kept telling myself at at Women of Joy, I've got to remember, I've got to write it down. And I kept forgetting it. And had we not come up here with her, I wouldn't have seen it. So just one more time for the people in the back. In our deep wounding comes our healing. My name is JD, but everybody calls me Gigi. Um, deeply rooted, there was a song that was played in it. In the one of the verses, it said, "A prisoner set free." <laughs> a lot of you know that I've been through a lot, and I am set free. 
Amen. These women have become my family and accepted me for my past mistakes, which is very hard for some to accept. But they took me in and become extra moms to me. <laughs> um, deeply rooted, truly opened my eyes to how blessed I am to be able to have a church family that accepts me for who I am. I'm Judy, and uh, I have to tell you, this particular Women of Joy conference that I was gladly excited to be able to attend um, was an answered prayer. Um, it, it was gifted to me to be able to go and, uh, you know, the, you've, you've been hearing tears, but the, it's a women of joy conference. Okay. <laughs> joy. And <laughs> our challenge um, at this particular conference, I would say the overall theme is that we need to remember that God wants us to be deeply rooted in him. And the important reason to go to this kind of conference is that you will receive that challenge. And it was a huge revival in my soul. And I will tell you, I don't know the exact number. I was told 3,000. But to stand there and just to be still and to be quiet and to hear the joyous praises being raised to the roof and to heaven was to me a reminder, just a glimpse of what heaven is going to look like for us as believers. I've, I've been busy teaching our pre-K class in Sunday school, and every week I sit down and I try to match our songs with our lesson. And this particular week, one of the songs that I haven't sung in a long time, and those of you who are in your 60s um, may remember this song. Uh, I had actually forgotten it and had to kind of re- remind myself and refresh myself, but how many of you remember this song? This is my commandment that you, that your, that your joy may be full. And you know, we can't say that, you know, with a frown on our face. We're not supposed to. Children look at you and if you go, your joy may be full, may not exactly express what God intends for us to, to express. And so our walk with the Lord is supposed to be joyful, and this church has been through so much. And brothers and sisters, I'm new to this particular church. I've been here a little over a year. And one of the things that just grabbed my heart, again, this is joy, (laughs) was that they do express joy, and hashtag evil did not win. And that is our mantra here. And yes, 
Adrian Rogers, um, he's not with us anymore. He's with the Lord. And I do look forward to one day seeing him. But I, I have one of his books. And I just have to share with you what he wrote in it because it so complements what I learned um, at this particular conference, not only through the wonderful testimonies that were given. And I mean, I want to I give them um, credit because Liz Curtis Higgs, who was our first speaker, she has endometrial cancer. And if you would put her on your prayer list, this mighty warrior for the Lord, she was giving testimony with joy, mind you, of all that she's been through. And she is the funniest lady. Let me tell you, how can you be so joyful and going through such a tragedy again? It's just like Sarah said. It is only by your personal relationship with the Lord giving you that strength to withstand that kind of problem in your life and to give God the glory still. And um, Catherine Wolf, she had... um, such she came out in a wheelchair and she has such stamina for someone with such disability she had by her brain stem a mass of blood vessels that she described as it splo- her brain exploded and she went through such tragedy but here she is on stage and she is giving her heart to us and laying it out and saying I got through all of this because I was deeply rooted in the Lord. And so she challenged all of us to remember to stay deeply challenged. And this is my commandment that you love one another. All of these speakers spoke in love to us. And I want to speak in love to you that in John chapter 15, verse 12, the Lord says, this is my command, love one another as I have loved you. And so for us, love must be the distinguishing mark of his disciples. So um, Adrian Rogers says, my friend, there is a reason that the Bible says rejoice in the Lord always, Philippians 4, 4. The only way to rejoice always is to rejoice in the Lord. Circumstances will change, but God never changes. And joy does not depend upon what happens. It comes from the Lord. So happiness is like a thermometer that registers conditions. But get this, this this is the meat. But joy is like a thermostat that controls them. So a wise person once said, pain is inevitable, but misery is optional. So do you want to have a great day every day? Do you want to have a great day? Except today and each day is a gift fashioned by the hand of God. Learn to live in the eternal now. Today is the only day you have. Stop saying if I only had time, you do have time. Stop fretting about yesterday and waiting for tomorrow and start living today. And I love this. I wish I could memorize this. I'm going to work on it. But it says, give God today and he will make it a work of beauty. When you make every God-given day a God-governed day, it will be a God-gladdened day.
Church, rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. I don't know how I can follow that, but <laughs> um, Amen. I just want to <laughs> say that um, the last three years, I've lost the, a lot. I've lost both of my parents and my brother. Um, I've had a hard time struggling with it, um, but God's been with me. Um, and going to these conferences, um, these ladies here, this is my family and all of y'all. And um, I have gained so much by being here and being with these women. I have a new daughter. I have adopted uh, <laughs> Shady. <laughs> um, and um, this meant so much to me going. And my mother-in-law was also there with me, which meant a lot um, to be able to have her there. She's another mom to me. But these ladies meant so much. They're, I've worked with women before, and it's not the same as working with women who are ungodly women. I mean, there's, it's like cats fighting at work. But being with these women that are godly, these are my sisters. <laughs> and I feel so close and so loved by them. And I'm sorry I'm a pain to them sometimes because I'm a clown. But um, <laughs> but um, I love each one, every one of them. So... Hi. <laughs> I'm Karen. Um, I kind of consider myself an after. Um, I was blessed to help with a couple of years of vacation Bible school, so I kind of know a lot of the regulars. And Anyway, I've, I've been blessed with two wonderful weekends with all these ladies. And I, I just wanted to say that um, I've, I've searched for my church my whole life. And I think I found it. And I think my calling, because that's what we, ta- we studied on this weekend, was with these women in Christ and to serve this church. And I hope I do a good job of it. And I just want to thank you guys for allowing me into your home. So I'm sorry for those of you who don't know me. I'm a preacher's daughter. <laughs> um, so I got to go to the Beth Moore conference that was this weekend, and there was a couple of really great things that she pointed out, and I really wanted to share with you guys because I think it's really important. So one of her points was calling occurs when the immortal, invisible appoints a mortal, to make something about him visible. So everyone is called. Everyone is a mortal that has been appointed by the immortal and invisible to show something of God. And that could be to our toddlers. Miranda and um, Jenny are with our babies, and they are, they are showing God to our babies. What is your calling? What is your calling and where are you supposed to be? And who are you supposed to be showing God to? So that's all I've got to say.
tell everything they did? Oh, no, ma'am, we'd be here for a week. (laughs) All right, some of you have seen me up here before. It's still not my thing. I'm sorry. How many of you ladies would say it's not your thing? Excuse me, God may have you there for a reason. I have heard the things that they have talked about. There was nothing to me special about what they spoke. I enjoyed it very much, don't get me wrong. But I think I was there for them. It's not my thing. But someone in there needed me to be there. So you not going, Julie, I pointed at all of them. You not going, you're, you're not helping somebody. You're not being a blessing to somebody. Don't tell me about you got kids and can't go. Miss Elena's husband stepped up and took care of two children. Diane's family allowed her to go, so it can't be about, I got children. And don't tell me you're too old to go. Miss Maggie went, Miss Betty Shields went, and they survived. So ladies, I don't want to hear your excuses. Alto Frio is coming up in February. I better see some new faces. And... Trust me, they they nicknamed me being the cat herder, trying to, let's go ladies. But every one of them had a blessing. My blessing was being here for them. So just think about that. You might be stopping a blessing that God wants for them by not going. Thank you. Hi, y'all. Um, so, I foot fellowship. No dancing, Baptist. Um, <coughs> um, so, I didn't grow up in Texas. I'm from Michigan. All of my family is in Michigan, youngest of eight. And this... Is my I used to get mad at Frank. No service tonight. We're going to spend time with our family. This is my family. So, um, what I want to challenge, I want to tag on to what Wendy talked about. And you ladies, we want you to join us. We want to love on you, Cindy. We want to. Love you to death, share God with you. We want you to participate. There's no no one person in this church. It's a family. And you are missing such a blessing if you do not go. So please, please, please come with us so we can love on you. Yeah, I'm one of those people who's not comfortable doing this. And I don't know why. I went to Beth Moore this week, and my name's Julie, by the way. Um, um, I went to the Beth Moore conference, and I was really looking forward to it. I don't know why. This is the first time I've ever, ever, ever taken notes. And my pen just kind of got in my hand. I don't know why I was doing it, and I'm so thankful I did it. 
um, the phrase that Beth kept repeating was the caller and the called, and that just stayed forefront in my mind the whole weekend. I know some of the other ladies have touched on some of the bullet points. Um, Jenny, I know you talked about the fire, tripping over the fiery events. Um, some ladies spoke of the uh, Devia, the immortal. Where's Devia? Yeah. Um, the immortal. So I don't want to kind of go back over those things. I really needed this because for the last three, four, five months, I don't know how long, I don't know what it is I've been struggling. And um, I have felt adrift. I've, I try to focus on verses and my mind gets fuzzy. Um, I have luckily people here in the church that help me. I have a very dear friend who gets with me on a weekly basis and helps keeps me straight. Thank you. Um, I think on Saturday she went over several bullet points. Um, <clears throat> and that was what Debbie was referring to. What I needed to hear was that our calling consists of fellowship with fellowship. And I have been missing a lot of Sundays and a lot of Thursdays. And I needed to hear that badly. I needed that reboot in my soul. And I'm so thankful that I heard that. Um, another bullet point is we cannot go if we will not leave. And that just speaks to me. I think it might speak to some members of the church as well. Um, we can't get to where we need to go if we can't leave where our feet are right now. We need to take those steps of faith. Um, we need to, to, to lean on our church family in order to do that. And so I just want you all to remember that. Um, those are the things that spoke to me on a personal level. On Sunday or Saturday when she was speaking, she said so many things that just made me think of this church body. And I know Daryl was speaking about the old church and the new church. Um, and Jenny spoke to this, that one of the, the things we trip over, there were four things that she spoke about that we can trip over on our walk. Um, the first one is we can trip over our own feet, our own ego, our own glory. We can trip over somebody else's feet, the jealousy, the rivalry, the envy, um, wanting what somebody else may have. Um, we can trip over Jesus' feet where we are offended by him, where he's working in a way and we don't understand why. We think there's a much better way to do things, and we're trying to tell him and talk common sense into him and not realizing that there is a method to his madness at times. And the last point was tripping over the fiery furnace and suffering. And I just, when she spoke to that point in my heart, I just felt all of y'all in my heart. And the suffering that has occurred in the past, how everybody has taken those steps of faith forward and moved onward, and I just, um, I don't know if everybody knows my story, but it's because of y'all not tripping over the fiery furnace, moving forward, having your faith, um, having what Sarah was speaking to earlier really spoke to me. You have, not just for yourselves, I know for yourselves you needed to move forward, but you have no idea how many people in this world you have touched and by doing what you have done, I'm one of those people that you saved. I was not saved before this. And watching your walk brought me to God. And I want you all to remember that the suffering and these T-shirts that we wore, this is so true, don't ever forget this, because evil didn't win. It may seem like a bit he did not win. And I just want you all to remember that.
She told me she didn't want to talk. Yeah, but <laughs> but uh, I just want to say that I've been going over there for a while already, you know, and I like to, because I like to hear the word of God. I feel in there, and I wanted to give him thanks for saving me. So I just wanted to say that um, uh, I like to hear the word of God. I like to hear, when I'm inside the place, I just love, I just feel God with me. So I love to hear, and I like the songs and everything. And I like to go, period. So I had a good time with all my sisters here. And I, thank you. That's something else that they said also, that age is not a problem, because at the first conference we had from teenagers all the way up to 90, 80 years old, they said the 90-year-olds the were at home where they should have been, but resting, I think, is the way she put it. But anyway, the, this conference was really awesome. I was blessed to be able to go to both of them, and God has really spoke to me through both conferences. They all tied together. God has been dealing with me a lot lately, and a lot, of, a lot of the things that we heard, we've heard before, but it is very important that you guys out there know that your ladies need to come. Your ladies need to be here with us, being in the Word, being in the fellowship with, with their sisters, and so that you, you guys need to let them come with us as well. Um, Part of what God has been working with me about my chalk ministry, for one thing. And he's been showing me ways to get around some of the hurdles and stumbles that I put in front of it. He showed me ways that, hey, we can, you can do it this way. And it's like, okay, God, that might work, you know. So y'all that don't know what I'm talking about, you'll find out soon. Because I am, I am going to get back into that. God has opened that door for me for a reason. I'm supposed to be out there sharing the gospel, not just with you guys, but with everybody. And this is an awesome way to do it. And he gave me that for that purpose. And so that, that's me going to have to step out of my comfort zone again to get back doing it. But I'm going to. Um, this, this, the last one. God's calling. That's part of it, too. But it, it, it's just been an awesome weekend. Some of us got to go shopping last week, and we just went window shopping, trying on hats, trying on different various things, just, just having a good time. And so that was, that was pretty awesome. Oh, lots of chocolate icing and ice cream, and some of us couldn't decide which one we wanted, so we had both. And it was, it was just, it was a good time, but it was blessed because we got to share time with our sisters and, and enjoyed it. So thank y'all all. I know. I, I know we're running a little late, but these, a lot of these ladies, just a few more want to speak. Uh, if you'll bear with us, thank you for letting us speak. But there's, there was a lot of healing done this weekend, and, and I think we need to share that testimony. So thanks for bearing with us.
I really don't like public speaking, so bear with me because I didn't want to do this, but God apparently wants me to do this. So I want my kids to stand up. <laughs> They're over there kind of misbehaving, but really just doing kids stuff. But I wanted to I wanted to call them out because one of the things that I really learned this weekend, other than how much I'm loved by this church, which really is a blessing, is that my calling doesn't have to be how much I give to the church or how much I, because I feel bad that I'm not doing enough. I want to do so much, but I'm so overwhelmed. This is my calling right here. Amen. There you go. And my And my two older kids who need lots and lots of prayer. And my husband who also needs lots of prayer. And that's okay because that's what God has called me to do. And sometimes all I can do is pray. But now I know just this morning that I do have support and I do have a family because I feel like I don't a lot. Because a lot of my family is not okay with my Lord. They have their own version, but it's not the God that we know from the Bible. And even my own husband and my older two have kind of fallen away. And so I'm just so thankful for this support and this family. You have I went to the Beth, not, I did not go to Beth Moore. I went to the Women of Joy retreat, and we did all sorts of really girly things, Julie, so you should come with us. <laughs> we ate chips and salsa till 1.30 in the morning, and I learned hand and foot, so watch out, David and Frank, because I learned all the cheating rules <laughs> from really good card sharks. But our, our main verse that was kind of the keystone of our cornerstone of the whole weekend was out of the book of Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. And Liz Curtis Higgs used that as she mentioned that we all are to produce fruit in our lives, and all of us see the fruit in each other's lives, or we don't. But the only way that we can have that fruit is if we are truly, deeply rooted in Christ. And that really hit me right where it hurts, that the only way I'm ever going to have fruit is if I continually, on a daily basis, dig down deep to really nurture and fertilize those roots in the Word of God. So I want to share that with everyone this morning, to really nurture your roots so that you can have that good fruit. One other thing, with the calling, the visual for us was phones ringing and cell phones and things like that. And in one picture, it was God calling. And then at the very end, it was FaceTiming with God. And I personally cannot wait. I will answer that call. I'm back. Um. For you men and the ladies, we have to be broken before he can 
makest, is what I heard, right? Amen. Okay. And then when I got baptized, dunked in the water and asked God to move into my heart, oh, my goodness, I probably shouldn't have said that because he put in a big old recliner in there and just got comfortable. Yes, he did. My chest like, but it was awesome. God bless you all. All right. Well, as you can tell, we had a really great time. The one verse I'm going to share with you really quickly, the one point that stood out to me, um, I don't even know which speaker said it, but um, they said in the Hebrew text, there is no word for tragedy in the Hebrew text. I didn't look it up. I don't know if it's true, but that's what one of the speakers said. But the reason behind that is because it's the concept of tragedy. She said that if if there is a tragedy in your life, God is not through with it, so they're not going to speak that. And that's why there's no word for tragedy in the Bible. And that kind of summed up our both weekends of evil did not win. So we've got a lot of hope here. And I think these ladies, uh, this was just a great time, and we thank you all for um, letting us speak today, and we hope that some of this touched you as it touched us. So. Amen. Oh, sorry. I'm done with it. Amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, no, I'm just kidding. However, however, I don't believe there ever should be a Sunday morning or at any gathering that we don't give an opportunity for people to come to the altar and, and come to make a profession of faith and or to lay their concerns and their cares at the altar. But let me say this. I don't think I would want to follow up all those ladies, one, because we see God working in every one of those commentaries that was just given to us, those testimonies, and there were some pretty powerful testimonies given this morning, amen? But one consistent theme that I heard throughout, not, not just about the tragedy and that God's got to make us, to, to break us, to make us, as Brother Stormy even pointed, pointed out a couple of Thursdays ago, but the other common theme that I hear throughout that I, I hear the antithesis too often without, within the community is... Why should I come to church? And the Bible says uh, to, to not forsake the gathering of one to another. And the reason why, the importance of that is just as you heard these ladies say here this morning, many of which said, I'm usually socially awkward. I don't get along with other people well. I don't know how to integrate myself with other people as, as, as functionally as it seems. And therefore, it's awkward. Isn't it great that when we are coming together as the body of Christ, it's not about being social any longer. One part of the body is going to be another part of the body, which is another part of the body. And each one, arm in arm, we are the body of Christ. Amen? <laughs> Hallelujah. And that's what I heard repetitively up here, I think, through each one of these testimonies, was they were able to adhere one to another, but in adhering one to another, they were able to then therefore focus on the glue that binded them together, which was Jesus Christ. And that's what I pray this morning for everyone that's here. These testimonies that these ladies just shared with you and I was to share with us what God had moved in their heart. But also, too, I feel as though that God speaks to the testimony of others to move within ours. We may not have been there this morning, but if you really was listening, I have a feeling that God spoke to each one of us individually in some aspect through one of these ladies this morning. 
and if for no other reason to say that we need to be a part of that family of Christ. And when I say that, I'm not saying the church. I'm saying the part of the family of Christ washed by the blood of the Lamb. If you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that's first and foremost. You can't even remotely comprehend on on an intimate level the things that these ladies have shared with you. You may be able to comprehend it on a, 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 a human level, but the spiritual level, it takes it that much higher if you don't know Jesus. The only way to really glean from what they shared, what God would have you to understand, is to have the Holy Spirit living and abiding within you to give you that interpretation that he wants you to hear. So I pray this morning, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you would make that different today. That you would choose to listen to that still small voice that's echoing in the back of your mind, in your heart. And that you would adhere to that. Grab a hold of it. Doesn't mean that there's not going to be hard times in your life. They're there. I don't know what what Sherry shared. I don't know that to be true either. I'm going to go look that up pretty quickly because I think that's a pretty neat facet of the Hebrew language if there is no word for tragedy. But think about what she just said. There is no tragedy if you realize that God is still working and he's going to bring it together for those who love him and are called according to his purpose, as it says in Romans 8, 28. Therefore, there is no tragedy because though I may not comprehend, my God does and my God's still in control. He still has the remote. Therefore, I can continue knowing that I might not see the, the, the joyous part as of yet. But it's coming in the morning. Amen? If you're here this morning you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I pray that you'll make that decision. If you do know him today, then let's do as Judy said a while ago. Let's be joyous. Now, I've never quite understood, and Sherry has to tell me, why are you crying? I'm happy. Okay. That doesn't really compute well in my mind. Crying and happy don't go together in my vernacular. But praise God, we got people like her and Judy that reminds us I'm happy when they're crying. We're to be joyous. And we can be joyous in the midst of the tears if we have the peace that surpasses all understanding coating our hearts. I pray this morning, if you do know Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you'll make make that known to others and that you'll let the joy of the Lord go forth each and every day. For this is a day the Lord hath made, therefore I shall and amen. Rejoice and be glad in it. I'm going to ask Chris, I, thought, I think I saw Chris come up. Oh, there is Chris. I'm going to ask Chris to play. Let's all stand together. If God's calling you out, maybe you need, you need to accept Jesus, your Lord and Savior this morning. Will you do that? Maybe God's telling you to get on your knees. I, and I know it's late. That's okay. Isn't it great there's no clocks in heaven? Everlasting to everlasting. If you're here this morning, God's speaking to you. I pray that you'll do what he tells you to do. If he's telling you to sing, sing. If he's, if he's telling you to come to this altar, come to this altar. If he's telling you to pray for your neighbor, pray for your neighbor. But will you do what the Lord's calling you to do today? As we pray. Father God, I do come before you tonight, this morning, to thank you for this opportunity we've had to listen to these ladies and how you've moved in their lives. God, I wasn't even there, and yet I pick up so many nuggets from what was shared. God, I thank you for... People such as Beth Moore, who, who I have the utmost respect for, her teachings and the spirit that you've moved within her, I hear you so loud and clear through her teachings to others. And these other ladies as well that I don't know, I just thank you that there are women who are choosing and are willing to step forward to teach other ladies 
how to go back out into the darkened world, but yet be your light. Father, bless them wherever they may be this morning. Bless our ladies here that shared with us today. And God, may this entire time of calling be a blessing unto you. May we say and do whatever it is you would have us to. And may there be joy in heaven as you point down and say, those are my children worshiping me in Sutherland Springs. Father, I I pray your will to be done in Jesus' name. Amen. God's telling you to step out, step out. If he's telling you to sing, sing. And this is all my hope and peace. This is all my hope and peace. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. This is all my righteousness. This is all my righteousness. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. No precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other fountain I know. Nothing but No precious and all precious is the glow that makes me white as snow. No other fountain, no, nothing but the blood of Jesus. My pardon, this 
this I see nothing but the blood of Jesus for my cleansing this my plea nothing but the blood of Jesus no That makes me white as snow No other fountain I know Nothing but the blood of Jesus Nothing can for sin atone, nothing but the blood of Jesus, and not of good that I have done, nothing but the blood of Jesus. No. That makes me white as snow No other fountain No, nothing but the blood of Jesus Saying, oh, precious is the blood White as snow, no other fountain, no, nothing but the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah, give God the glory. Charlie, can I call you up? If you can grab a seat just a minute, just a couple of things I want to point out. This beautiful young lady right here, I haven't seen her in, in years, but she used to be like this big, following me around everywhere I went. And she's coming this morning. They live up in Dallas, right? Brian. Brian. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Brian College Station. I try not to say that A&M stuff around here. Hey, Pat. <laughs> I got to be careful because I'm going with loaded firearms with that man later. <laughs> Seriously, she's coming this morning. She said God's moved in her heart and she wants to rededicate her life unto the Lord this morning. Amen. So this is Carly. I want you to keep her in your prayers. If her face crosses your mind, I want you to lift her up immediately. Her, her son, Harley, uh, um, Hadley. Husband Hardy. Hardy. I keep wanting to say Harley. I'm sorry. My bike is calling to me. Hardy. <laughs> Back there and her kids. So make sure you keep them in your prayers. Thank you, honey. Amen. 
Charlene came this morning. She knows Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior, and she's been baptized. She knew what that means. And she said, but I'm ready to become a formal member of the church. Now, I thought she was, actually. And I was like, oh, yeah, we can do that. So, hallelujah. She's wanting to come and join arms with us and be a formal part of this church. And guys, isn't it great that we can just look up to the Lord and say, thank you, Jesus. So everybody in, in union with that, say amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Let's all stand together one more time. It's good seeing everybody this morning. I pray that if God has spoken to you, that you will listen and you will heed whatever it is that God has called you to do. Amen. Amen. Keep focusing on him and, and keep looking to him and God will set and guide you to where that freedom lies. But you got to focus on him. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good seeing everybody this morning. Praise the Lord for each one of you. And guys, no matter what, just keep looking up. Um, Brother, will you close us in prayer this for this time? Thank you. God in heaven, we thank you so much for allowing us to come to this place and, and gather and just uh, and hear from you, God, through through our sisters who have been so moved by uh, the ways that you have worked in their lives through these conferences. God, um, just allow us throughout this week to to remember our sisters and 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 what they've been through, God, and just. Uh, Allow us to continue to pray for them and, and be with us as we go about through this week and, and bring us back here safely so that we can worship you again uh, on Thursday and Sunday and, and again tonight. Um, thank you so much for everything that you are. We thank you for, for just saving us and being there for us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Your faithfulness, oh God, you wrestle with the sinner's heart, you lead us by still waters and to mercy, and nothing can keep us apart. So we your people remember your children remember your promise of God your grace is enough your grace is enough your grace is enough for me Great is your love and justice, God. You use the weak to lead the strong. You lead us in the song of your salvation. 
And all your people sing along So remember your people Remember your children Remember your promise of God Your grace is enough Your grace is enough Your grace is enough for me Your grace is enough Your grace is enough Your grace is enough for me So remember your people, remember your children, remember your promise, oh God. Your grace is enough, your grace is enough, your grace is enough for me. down to us your grace is enough for me I see that your grace is enough and I'm covered in your love your grace is enough for me 